Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to Learn to Earn with Tyler Sheff. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. It's that time again. Welcome back for another episode of Learning to Earn. This week, we are continuing on with last week's episode where we talked about raising private capital. That is the holy grail of real estate investing. You know, a lot of people feel that raising the capital is the tough part of the deal. And I got to tell you, this comes down to mindset. For me, it's it's been one of the easier parts of it. What you'll find out there, folks, and I've said this more than once, but a lot of you, it's new. Finding capital to invest is easier, in my opinion, than building great deals to invest in. That said, is that the market's hot right now. You hear a lot of a lot of chitter-chat about there are no deals. Well, there are plenty of deals out there. You just have to go negotiate them. But raising capital, there is more money on the street right now in this economy than there probably ever has in history as far as available investment capital. So... Learning the skills to invest the right way is a critical piece of the pie. It's very important. These are steps that if you take them, will make the process of finding properties uh, to bid on very easy. That said, I am of the belief, and I'm of the school of Larry Harbold. I've learned a lot from him and Peter Fortunato and Jimmy Napier. You know, a guy with a pocket full of cash is in a dangerous position because they tend to make decisions based on the fact that it's very easy to do what you want when you got cash. So it, it allows you to make dumb decisions because nobody's looking over your shoulder. So that said, when you are raising capital, you should develop a very strict criteria, understanding exactly what you're investing in, why you're investing in it, and making sure your investors are on board with your mindset. Even if you're doing a fund or things like that, you want to make sure that your investors are on board with it. How you do that is you spend some time learning about them, learning about their individual investor identity, their criteria, and taking the steps to make sure that your uh, what you're going to invest in lines up with that. In part two, we're going to we're going to start out with where do you find investors? You know, people are thinking that investors are hiding out at the yacht clubs and and there's they're hiding somewhere behind a curtain. They're at some secret club, Skull and Bones, I think it was called back in the day, <laughs> back in. In New England and the, the Ivy League schools, I digress. And the investors are not hiding, folks. They're not hiding at all. They're probably in your own circle. I guarantee you that you have people in your own sphere of influence that are willing to invest with some education, willing to invest in something that makes sense, whether it be real estate or precious metals or whatever tickles their fancy. There are people out there all around you investing their money. You know, getting involved in the stock market, people that have a 401k to some degree that is an investment. Now, granted, they have no control over it, but uh, it is an investment just the same. 
Starting out as far as where to find investors, we're going to kick it off with IRA meetups and classes, folks. This is a great place to meet potential financial friends. Now, referring back to the last episode, uh, where we talked about the definition of financial friends, just to bring you up to speed, financial friends are what we used to call our investors, our capital partners, our money partners. The attorneys that are out there to protect us do not like us using the term investor when you have an investor in your deal. That takes on a certain legal meaning when you use the word investor. So I have shifted my mindset. There's that dirty word again. Shifted my mindset to not use the word investor if I can avoid it. Do I still slip? Of course, because I am far from perfect. Now, earlier today, I was talking to a gentleman by the name of Ed Hernandez. And Ed, I just wanted to give you a shout out, brother. You're, you're, you're taking action. Ed's a guy. He's out in California. He's, he's taking action to learn to earn. He's taking the steps to understand his own investor identity. He's willing to pick up the phone and ask questions when he doesn't know the answer to a total stranger on the other side of the world because I asked him to. And I think that's awesome. So, Ed, I dedicate this episode to you, and I appreciate you taking the time, number one, to listen to my show. And more importantly, I appreciate you taking the time to educate yourself, to be smart about what you've done. Ed's got a good credit rating. He's going to build his wealth over time, and he's going to provide for his children down the road, provide for their college. He's making the investments now in himself and his education that will eventually lead to a very uh, happy life for his, for him and his children. So well done, Ed. I told him I would give him a shout out on this episode and I wanted to make sure I followed up with that. I literally just spoke to him about an hour and a half ago. See that? That'll show you right there that I don't script these episodes. That is, uh, <laughs> I'm winging it every single time. We did talk about this topic in Coffee with the Cashflow Guys, which brings me up to if you have not registered for one of our Coffee the Cashflow Guys episodes, we go live on Friday mornings at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. If you got a job, you can't make it, I understand. However, they are recorded, so if you're registered, you can watch the recordings, and we'd love to have you there. You can ask questions directly to me live on the spot to get your, your burning real estate questions answered. So back to the content, Raising Capital Part 2, RIA meetings is a, well, let me go back to IRA meetups real quick. I left a couple things off that come to mind as I'm talking here. Number one, free lunch, at least in my market. Hey, can't beat a free lunch. They, you get a free bag lunch. And you, a lot of you are probably laughing right now, but that's okay. You can laugh at me all you want. But a free sandwich, damn it, I'll take it. But uh, Advanta IRA, love you guys here in town. They put on a bagged lunch, and Advanta IRA is, is one of them over in here in, in my area. You've got Mountain West, Megan Galane, love her to death, great kid, great girl. Her dad, John Galane, they are the owners of Mountain West uh, Financial. They are an IRA administrator as well here in the Tampa Bay area. And if you're not in the Tampa Bay area, Mountain West actually has a location out, and I believe it's either Utah or Idaho, and I'm leaning towards Idaho, but I may be wrong. But you can go on their website and look up their information, and, of course, Advanta IRA, and there's New View IRA. They're based out of Orlando. Great guys. But my point is all of these education, all of these IRA administrators, not education, all of these IRA administrators do a phenomenal job of educating their account holders. Frankly, I think it's worth spending 100 bucks to open an IRA, even if you don't have any money to invest, just to get on the invite list of some of the classes. I've learned a ton from all three of the companies that I've mentioned. Car and Hall is one over on the West Coast out in California. My partner, Paige Panzarello, she has a relationship with... Uh, Karen Hall over at, I believe it's you direct. I may be wrong on that, but 
You can always reach out to the Cashflow Chick, Paige Panzarello, Paige at CashflowChick.com. She will refer you to Karin. And then Karin used to give out a copy of the book that we're going to mention in this episode. So you may want to follow up with Karin on that. Has a little bit of a lead magnet. But the IRA administrators give a great opportunity to train. More importantly, they give a great opportunity to network. You're going to hear IRA account holders talking about their investments. You're talking about their fears, their wins, their losses, their successes, their failures. You're going to hear their questions. By going to these events, I'm not suggesting you go to these events to specifically raise capital. I'm suggesting that you go to these events to learn from these people by watching them be a fly on the wall. Understand what their needs are. When you are able to to satisfy the needs of your investment partner of your, oops, I see, I just did it, financial friend, then you are going to be far ahead of your competitors. Actually, you're not going to even have any competitors. RIA meetings. A lot of people go to RIA meetings that have money to invest. That said, there's two types of people that go to RIA meetings that may have some funds to invest. There's your hard money lender, whether they be new or experienced. The hard money lenders, they're looking for big returns. They want 8, 10, 12, 14, 18%, whatever it winds up being, and they want their money back quickly. So if you are a buy and hold investor, don't think that line of of financing or funding is going to make sense for you. So these, before you get all excited that you found somebody to invest in your deal, you may want to have a private conversation with them and find out how long they intend on their money being invested in a deal. And if they say, well, I need it back in 12 months, now that's a problem. See, now that doesn't mean that they're gouging you because they're charging high interest. A hard money lender has to charge high interest because they have to keep turning over their money because it's in a short time frame. Realistically, a 12% return only equates to 1% per month. Not a lot. So if you're talking about $100,000 and 1%, those are numbers not to get excited about even at 12%. I mean, good gravy. $100,000 times 1%, that's 1000 bucks a month. That's just interest on a hundred grand. I could do a lot better than that. So, on, you know, on when I'm out there investing in the, and I could do better loaning that money out for jet skis, turning it around quicker, longer time to build up wealth over time. I'm a believer in scaling. That's just me. So that said, uh, at RIA meetings, you will see both the hard money lenders, new and, and experienced, um, or you're going to see people that don't have much experience in real estate or have a lot of experience in real estate, but they are looking for a safe, long-term option for their money. Those are the people that I like to talk to. I mean, I'll go out and have a beer with the hard money lenders. That's fine. I always learn something new from them. But uh, I'm looking for the long-term investor, the person that really wants to buy a rental property, for example, but they don't have the skill sets to, number one, go out and source the opportunity. They may not have enough money to buy one themselves. They may not want to deal with tenants and toilets or property managers or anything that goes with buying rental property. And that's perfectly fine. And that's that. when you run into people like that, you know that you are able to help them if that's what you want to do. And how you can help them is you can invite them to, to potentially participate in one of your deals as a financial friend. What the terms are, what the return is, half the time these people don't even know what kind of return they want. Don't get yourself into a trap of offering them returns until you've had a conversation with them to find out exactly why they're investing, number one. We talked about that in the last episode. Um, you got to get to their why, and you got to take time to build a relationship. You're not going to go up and say, "Hey, man, I see you're at this this RIA meeting, and you're sure wearing a pretty fancy suit." And I'm wondering if you give me a hundred thousand dollars, that'll change my life, and I'll give you a twelve percent return. 
And the, what if the guy came back and said, that's cool. I'm going to, I want you to sign a 40 year mortgage and you're going to give me 12% on this money for the next 40 years. And you're going to look at him going, Oh, there's a problem. Never assume folks, you need to have the conversation with the, with the potential financial friend, find out why they're investing, dig deep, get to the real source of their why, what their hopes and dreams are, what they're going to do with the money, just like you would with seller financing. The same questions apply. You have to take time to build a relationship. What makes your best friend your best friend? Your best friend is your best friend because you know everything about him or her. Because you can predict their next move. Because you've spent time with them. You may have grown up with them. That's what makes a best friend. You see, you're going to have to learn the skills. If you're going to go out and raise capital, you're going to have to learn the skills to build that same sort of relationship because these people are trusting you, in a lot of cases, with their retirement money, for God's sake. So you're not going to send them some bandit's yellow letter or pick their name off a list and expect them to give you any money. That doesn't make any sense. That's being silly. Stop that. Go to coffee shops. Bring a lead magnet with you. I've got a couple of different like lead magnets I love to use. One of them is a bumper sticker. A bumper sticker that simply says, have you ever considered getting involved in real estate investing? Ask me now. I don't bite. I'll say it again. Have you ever considered getting involved in real estate investing? Ask me now. I don't bite. Okay, real simple. I put that on my laptop. I got a MacBook Pro with a leather cover. And I just stuck it right on the leather cover. It's black. It's got yellow writing on it. It's pretty obnoxious. It stands out. You would be surprised how many times when I'm sitting at Starbucks, people come up and say, Will you teach me about real estate investing? I've considered getting involved in real estate investing. What can you tell me about real estate investing? I've got money in my IRA and I don't know what to do with it. I can go on and on and on. These are people that came up to me and basically said, Tyler, please take my money and invest it for me. Not a problem. I can help you. So think about that. Another great lead magnet, the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or any good book on real estate investing. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Cashflow Quadrant. One of my favorites, 10 steps to creating wealth in any economy. That's 10 steps to creating wealth in any economy written by one of my mentors, Jay Massey from Cashflow Diary. Pick up a copy of that book. Leave it on the table right next to you when you're at Starbucks. While you're sitting there, maybe thumbing through it, whatever, read it again because I get something new out of that book every time I read it. So read it again. Read it three, four times, whatever. But that book is going to inspire conversation that may lead to a potential for raising some capital for your investments. But all of that is never going to happen if you're sitting home on your butt doing nothing, crying in your milk about, I got bad credit. Well, if you got bad credit, you need to go to cashflowguys.com forward slash credit repair. Okay? You go to cashflowguys.com forward slash credit repair. That's going to take you over to a form that you fill out. That'll entitle you to get on the phone with me, and we're going to talk about your credit situation, and my team can help you through that. Okay, I have started as a uh, regional director program with a company called National Credit Federation. They are a credit repair company, a legitimate one that will actually do what they say they're going to do. They have a fantastic program. You have to do a little bit of work, a little bit of elbow grease. Yeah, you have to go check your mail, and you're going to have to answer a bunch of questions. And you're going to have to pay some money every month, but in anywhere between six months and two years, depending on how hard you work and how hard you screwed yourself up, they can get your credit squared away. 
So I have teamed up with them. I have partnered with them to learn a lot about the credit repair program that is available to you. Cashflowguys.com forward slash credit repair. Take part in that. I think you will get a lot out of it if you've got credit issues. If you need to get your score higher, if you get student loan debt, you need to reach out to me. Let me help you get that going. I will put you in touch with my team. You'll get on a call with me personally. We will go through the process. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. We'll go through your credit report together. We will get you pointed in the right direction. And I will also teach you how to take the steps to get started in real estate investing. That's not that hard, folks. Networking events. And when you go to networking events, make sure that you have an elevator pitch. Tell people what you do. Tell people what you do. Hi, my name is Tyler. I buy apartment buildings and reposition them for wealth and provide clean, safe, affordable housing. That's just an off the cuff. I didn't even think about it. Elevator pitch. But come up with something that's not too schmarmy. It's not too used car salesman like. Hey, my name is Tyler Chef. Uh, I'm involved in the commercial real estate. I buy and, and I buy multifamily apartment buildings when they're ugly and yucky, and I make them pretty so nice people can have a good place to live. What do you do for a living, sir? Oh, well, I'm a, a trademark attorney. Oh, that's interesting. And how long have you been doing that? And have a conversation. They're eventually going to start asking you questions about what is that? One thing I say a lot is I'm a real estate syndicator because that always spawns a question. What is the question, folks? If I say, if I say, hey, my name is Tyler. I'm a real estate syndicator. Notice the uncomfortable silence. It makes them say, what is a syndicator? I said, well, I'm glad you asked. What I do is I bring investors together to buy cash flowing assets that are larger than they ever imagined they could buy on their own. We take them. My team repositions those assets, makes them wildly profitable. And then we share those profits with our investors and we earn cash flow as a team for as long as we want to. It's pretty cool. And boy, that starts a great conversation. That one works really well. But really, where you can find investors, honestly, is anywhere people meet. Anywhere people meet, you can find investors. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. You are never, ever going to be able to raise capital hanging out on Facebook, that I assure you. You are not going to be able to raise capital hanging out on Facebook. You're not going to be able to raise capital making posts and ads on Facebook. Hey, I'll give you a 10% return. Don't do that. That is a no-no. Slap your hand. Don't do it. When I see that, I try to, if I see somebody that's on my friend list that's doing that, I feel like I need to reach out to them and say, hey, don't do that because big man's going to come and shut you down. You don't want to tango with the SEC. They will shut you down. Play by the rules. There's no reason why you shouldn't play by the rules anyway. The rules are out there to protect us. So take the, stri take the steps to protect us, to protect your investor, and protect yourself. I mean, I can't begin to tell you how wildly wrong things can go if you don't take the time to protect yourself. Now, question I get a lot is, well, that's great, Tyler. Now I'm at Starbucks. I got my, my T-shirt. Oh, that's another great lead bag that I want to tell you about. I just remembered my T-shirts. I got some new T-shirts, guys, and they say, if you watch Coffee with the Cashflow Guys, you'll see me wearing them. Uh, my wife designed them. It says cashflowguys.com on the front, and it's got a my logo. And on the back, oh, and it also says, underestimate me. That'll be fun. That's just me, my way of being a smartass. But on the back, it says, uh, have you ever considered getting involved in real estate investing? Ask me how. I don't bite. 
I'm testing, A-B testing between ask me how and ask me now. And I get pretty much an equal response both ways. So ask me now is more of a do it now type thing. And that I, I think I'm getting a little better. I got to look at the stats, but I think I've got like one more person has said something to me by using the ask me now. So what do I say when I find them? I spend time building rapport. I find things in common with the person. That could be talking about dogs, about golf, about cats, about hunting, about guns. Here's two things you don't ever talk about. Never, ever, 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 ever talk about politics. And never, ever, 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 ever talk about religion with somebody that you want to do business with. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Please don't do it. It's going to blow up in your face. Don't do it. Explain the rules of engagement to people. You know, when, when you sit down to have a private meeting, so you've, you've, had a, you've used your elevator pitch, like say you've done your own cash flow game, and you've done your elevator pitch, you've talked to people, you've invited them to a second meeting. They want to learn more about getting involved in real estate investing. You put them at ease by explaining the rules of engagement. And if you're there just for the initial fact-finding, say so. Hey, look, I'm, I want to, I figure we'll have a nice conversation. You know, we're not going to put you in a headlock and drag you out of here. And if you're thinking about investing some money in deals, there's some steps we're going to follow, and we're going to take specific steps to, to get you the information you need and answer all your questions. Is that fair? If you let the person know the expectations going in, you're going to be in much better shape far better shape if you let them know what to expect going in. Then they're not going to panic. They're not going to feel anxiety. You don't want people feeling anxiety going into one of these type of meetings. Don't put yourself in a position to where you are in a position of superiority or vice versa. Don't feel like the person there just because they have a couple hundred thousand dollars or a couple million dollars, whatever it might be, don't feel that you're superior to them or that they're superior to you. They put their pants on the same way you do. The only difference is a butler might help them. Ha ha. But seriously, treat these people as a peer. Treat them, build rapport, and treat them like a fellow human being. Don't talk down to people. Don't talk up to people. Talk directly to people and build a rapport. Just because someone has more or less money than you does not mean they are inferior or superior. Talk to them like a normal person. Again, you've heard me say this again and time and time again. Understand why the person is looking to invest. That is critical. And there's a million different ways you can structure those questions. I'm going to cover a lot of those in my community, in my Facebook group. So make sure you're part of the Facebook group. It's free. Go over there. Join that. You're going to see me having dialogue with students on that. You get the answers to those questions. Make sure that you inspire conversation regarding what brought them to this meeting. Understand that. Take the time to inspire conversation regarding what brought them to the meeting. Like the cash flow game. I use that a lot. Hey, you know, you're at my cash flow event. What'd you think about that? Oh, well, you know, that was great. What made you decide to have this meeting with me? There's a lot of people that would love to do business with you at some point. I'm sure you seem like a great guy. Why did you choose to meet with me? And then say nothing. Say not a word. And let them answer. That's called a, a means of positioning. Learn about their last few investments. Ladies and gentlemen, ask them these questions. So tell me, because you're going to hear this a lot. What kind of return are you looking for? Well, as much as I can get. Well, how much is that? I don't know. 8, 10, 12, 15, 
my uncle Sam and Aunt Susie, they got a 65% return. And they've been doing that every year for the last 30 years. Wow, that's interesting. How are they doing that? Notice how I'm asking a question. Not instead, a lot of people, some people will say, oh, that's ridiculous. Nobody makes a 65% return for 10 years straight. What are they doing? Selling heroin? Don't be that guy or that girl. That's silly. Ask more questions. A lot of people are full of crap. We all know that. People are blowing smoke up your patooey. That's going to happen. What can you do, right? But instead, dig deeper. Ask some more questions. Don't assume that they're feeding you a line. <laughs> make them prove it. And <laughs> make my, I crack myself up. Ask, the, uh, ask them the questions. Hey, you know, that's great. That's awesome. 67% return. God, can you teach me how to do that? Oh, well, you know. Uncle Timmy, he's kind of a drunk, and, you know, he doesn't really, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just blowing smoke. He don't know nothing. Oh, okay. So on to your, your, your investments. What have you done, Tom? What makes sense for you as an investment vehicle? Oh, well, I'm making a 30% return in the stock market. Awesome. Really? Can you show me how that, how you do that? I would love to learn. Did they, is that what it actually says in your statement that you get a 30% return? Or how do you calculate that? That's awesome. How do you calculate that? Notice how I'm right there in that conversation, folks. I'm fact-finding. I'm not judging. I'm not saying prove it, you lion, bottom feeder jerk. <clears throat> no, instead, I'm asking the questions. That's really cool. How do you do that? Educate me. This is where positioning actually works out well. When you confess, hey, I, I don't know how to do that. I really wish someone would teach me. Will you teach me? That's kind of a modified what I call a confessing attack. That's what one of my mentors taught me, Jay Massey. Confess, I've never made that kind of return. That's amazing. Can you teach me how to do that? And then when they get quiet and they realize, whoops, well, no, I can't because I've really never made that investment and I never made that money before and I'm full of poop. Well, that'll be the end of that conversation. Number one thing a lot of people run across or miss very often is they don't discover all the decision makers or influencers. Some people, they got to talk to their shrink, their psychic, their mom, their dad, their Aunt Susie, their cat, who knows. Um, they got to speak to, what's his name, soccer ball in the movie with Tom Hanks. Bottom line is you got to identify who the decision makers are and who influences that person's decision. That's very important. You have to understand what their expectations are. I want you to ask questions and, and ask the question. It's a tough question. What are your expectations? Really, honestly, what are your expectations? And then when they answer, you're going to dig deeper. Well, my expectations are I want to make a lot of money. Well, what's a lot of money look like to you? Well, it looks like a big pile of green dollars. No, no. I mean, what does it? Well, give me a dollar figure. If, if let's say you put a hundred thousand into into an investment, what kind of return would you expect in actual dollars in ten years based on that investment? And have these conversations. This is going to help you get information from them. If you invest the time, most people will. Take the time to teach you everything that you need to know to sell them. Fact. Absolute fact. Mindset shift here, folks. Do not walk out of your... You're not going to walk out of your first meeting with a check. Do not walk into a meeting expecting to walk out with a check. Don't try that. It's not, it's not going to work. I don't care what the guru said. And that said, talking about gurus, don't sign up for a guru course because they say they're going to let you use their money. Or they're going to open you up to their list of investors. That is the biggest line of bull I've ever heard, ever, ever, ever. I don't care who says it. I will challenge anybody to prove me wrong. Anybody.
to prove me wrong. That is a sales pitch, be all, end all sales pitch. It's garbage. When you hear that, you are in the wrong room. Get up and walk out. Lastly, I'm going to touch on self-directed IRAs, talking about location and where money is. Boy, you find people that have self-directed IRAs. Where are self-directed IRA holders? They are probably at self-directed IRA administrator trainings, lunch and learns, networking events, right? Here's what's scary. There is $7.4 trillion invested in IRAs in the United States. $7.4 trillion. That figure is a year old. So you can imagine it's probably grown since then. Yet less than 5% of those funds, less than 5% are self-directed. That means if you educate the marketplace, this is what it tells me, this is my interpretation of the data. Now, Granted, I do think a little bit outside the box. I think a little differently, but I am a product of people like Larry Harbold, Peter Fortunato, Jay Massey. I am a student of theirs, and that's helped me think outside the box. Thinking outside the box has made me a ton of money. Educate the marketplace and you eliminate your competition, folks. Fact. If you teach your financial friends about how to roll over funds from 401ks, mutual funds, and whatnot, you have eliminated your competition because Jimmy the wholesaler at the local RIA meeting doesn't have the wherewithal or the skills to pull that off. Your average real estate agent does not have the skills to pull that off. I can tell you if I put 100 real estate agents in a room, two of them even know what a self-directed IRA is, and out of those two, one of them might be able to guess right, but I doubt it. If you are a real estate agent you are listening to this podcast, you need to become intimately familiar with self-directed IRAs. Intimately familiar. You can learn more about them by buying my, one of my attorney's books, Matt Sorensen. It's called The Self-Directed IRA handbook the self-directed ira handbook that's at sd like sam david ira handbook.com sd ira handbook.com buy the book it's like 10 bucks big deal go on amazon search for the self-directed ira handbook if you are a realtor if you are an investor that is serious about raising capital you need to read that book don't worry it won't take you but a day or two read the book it helps you understand about self-directed iras when you borrow from self-directed IRAs, it helps to know a little bit about them. So lastly, before I wrap up this episode, feed your financial friends first and eliminate your competition. That needs to be your mindset. You feed your financial friends first. You eat last. They say leaders eat last. Prove me right. Leaders eat last. Be a leader in your marketplace. Make sure your financial friends get to eat first. If you make sure that your financial friends eat first, you will always have food on the table. That is my parting thought. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for coming out and spending this time with me today. I'm going to wrap it up for here, and I will be back to you next week, and we shall have one of our syndication attorneys on the show with us, and he will be answering your questions regarding raising private capital and all the legalities that go into it. So please email your questions to info at cashflowguys.com info at cashflowguys.com. Get those questions over to me and I will make sure we ask them on the air. And once again, shout out to Edward Hernandez out in California. Edward, appreciate you listening to the show, brother. Thank you for taking the time to pick up the phone, schedule time with me, get on the phone and learn to earn. I appreciate that. I respect the heck out of that. 
If you guys have not left review for my show and you're on iTunes, please do so. I really appreciate a five-star review. That helps me to know that you're listening and that you're getting value out of this. And I will see you next week. Or you'll hear from me next week, rather. Have a great week. Thanks again. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.